0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
1: What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the first installment of the 2023 Mint Collective podcast leading up to the mint collective event our first guest is none other than the ceo of collectible ezra levine this podcast will be dropping on the sports cards live youtube channel on thursday february the 9th so welcome
1: everybody welcome ezra how are you my guy i'm good jeremy i'm good yeah we we talk a lot but it's always fun where we can introduce a new topic i know we spoke about this last year but the mint is back year two and uh we are we are excited to be talking about it again yeah, the Mint is back. I'm excited for it myself. We do spend a lot of time talking. That's why I call
0: you my guy. You're my guy, Ezra. <laughs> there we go. I am. I am. Well, well, let's jump into it. So the Mint Collective is going to be March 31st through April the 3rd, I believe, it, right right in there, the end of March, beginning of April. It's a four-day event this year, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, But let's talk about what are you, as one of the co-founders of the event, what are you the most excited about? For this second installation of the Mint Collective,
1: yeah. So the, the dates are March 30th through April 2nd. Uh, it'll you. be a four a four day event. So you you're you're close there. You're close. Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, I think you know. Hey, you know, when you first do an event for for the first time, year one, you're really you're really learning, right? You're really learning. You know, you have a vision for something, you see it come to fruition, and sometimes that vision is exactly as you anticipate, and other times it's different from what you originally game planned. We were thrilled that the first iteration of the Mint was pretty close to what we all envisioned. We wanted to do something that was a differentiated property. We wanted to kind of bring thought leaders together. We wanted to bring the community together. And we wanted to really chart a path forward for, uh, for the collectible industry, right? Obviously, during a time of immense change and growth and investment, right? we wanted to create a property that we thought was very much needed. Uh, last year was a tremendous success. Really thrilled with how it turned out. I continue to hear even though almost a full year after the fact, I continue to hear people saying the Min Collective last year was the most impactful event that I went to, whether it's uh, just because they built new relationships, new partnerships, a lot of business development happened. A lot of new entrepreneurs uh, came to the market you know, for the first time. A lot of companies made key announcements. It was really cool to see that you know sometimes in an industry that is not always the most accepting of new things, That the Mint Collective has been embraced as wholeheartedly as it has been, so really just excited to continue, right? Excited to see what year two has in store. You know, obviously, collectible. Our team, our partners, IMG and Endeavor, Omaha Productions, and Peyton Manning. uh, A bunch of core key sponsors: eBay, Fanatics, Panini. You know, we're all really excited for this event. We've been working really hard behind the scenes, and just excited again for you know what's what's to take shape and for and for the expansion that is. Uh, the, the 2023 version of it.
0: You know, I'll, I'll just sort of add to that, that last year's event I thought was extremely impactful. I had a, a great time, met a lot of people, saw a lot of new companies setting up, showcasing their products and services. The marketplace was better than I had expected. I've heard that it's going to be a lot bigger this year. And I thought, wow, that's amazing because it was, it was pretty big last year. So excited for that. What, uh, besides the change I just mentioned, as far as the enlarged, uh, marketplace itself from a square footage perspective, the amount of uh, vendors and dealers and installations. What are you, what other key changes for people who were there last year, people who heard about last year's event, what are some of the key changes this year versus last year that you think are going to really help step up the event from where it was?
1: Yeah. So, you know, again, in, you know, the 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 first year was really well received, right? So we didn't want to change too much about it. We want to keep what people really liked about it and to make some iterations and improvements based on feedback received. So for people who were there last year, a lot of it's going to be similar, right? Same same location, same venue. Uh, I believe you know similar if not the exact same dates, a lot of the same people, a lot of the same industry leaders, a lot of the same companies, right? All of that will be represented. So I think in a lot of ways it'll feel very similar but you know with a couple key key differences and improvements. One is that we're expanding, right? So it was 3 days last year, this this year it'll be four. Uh, we are expanding what people really liked as well, which was the educational component, the thought leadership component, the workshop component. Uh, so we're expanding that. That's all going to be centralized on one specific day. Uh, and you know, there'll be more topics, more conversation, more education. New companies are coming and you know, really activating in impactful ways. Really, again, just to educate the market uh, and, to, and to grow the market. Uh, you are going to see an expanded marketplace presence. One bit of feedback we received last year for people who were there is sometimes you're caught, and I, you know, I've felt this way a lot. Of do I go into the marketplace and potentially buy, sell, or trade, or do I go learn, right? And, and that was that was something that you know people said, hey, look, if there was a way to allow me to do both and to not feel like I'm missing out on any one in particular, that would be great. So you know, we're going to have an expanded marketplace presence. And and an expanded you know sort of content education and learning presence. So those are, are a couple of big things. Uh, we we always have surprises up our belts. So I'm sure uh, some things will are yet to be announced. But yeah, I would say it's those it's those core core differences that uh, is going to sort of differentiate us again, but also piggybacking on things that people really enjoyed about the first iteration of it.
0: So if you're somebody who wasn't there last year and you are on the fence about going this year you you know you think okay i gotta book my travel i gotta buy a ticket to get in yeah. what like what would you say to somebody you know why should they attend you just went over and told us you know what's different from last year you've explained what wh- that there's there's the marketplace there are other events as well there's workshops if you were to tell somebody who is on the fence what would you how would you convince them to come
1: yeah, look, I mean I say, you know, in my opinion this this is and there's a lot of great events in the industry and I don't you know, no no harm on any of those. A lot of amazing events. To me this is the most differentiated property of the year. This is the perfect combination of commerce and content, right? It's the perfect combination of, you know, learning, transacting and really getting to know people in a way that I don't personally feel you're able to at some of these other shows. It's not overwhelming. It's not solely transactional. It's really a combination of you know, impactful time together, uh, the ability to really strike up meaningful relationships and partners, the ability to really kind of make your name in the community, the ability to transact in a meaningful way uh, you know, on the trade floor. It's really, it's a very interesting, exciting, uh, and, and sort of like an amalgamation of a lot of things that we like about different shows, I'll, I'll put it into one. Plus it's Vegas, who doesn't like go to Vegas? especially during NCAA, I think it's Final Four weekend, I believe, this year. So it's the hobby, it's learning, it's growing, it's relationships, it's community, it's in Vegas, NCAA Final Four weekend. So there's, there's a lot to like. I would highly encourage people to, to make the trip.
0: Now, last year, there was an auction that was affiliated with the event itself. And my understanding is that there will be an auction this year as well, a bit of a tweak. Uh, What can you tell us about the Mint 25 auction this year?
1: Yeah, so uh, Collectible is curating this auction in partnership with eBay. Uh, It'll be hosted on eBay. We're really excited about that. And we're really excited to kind of bring some of the innovations that eBay and Collectible have been working on, uh, you know, both separately and together to the table at this event. Uh, There's going to be a really interesting component to it. It will all be wrapped around the event. So the, the auction will essentially kick off at the Mint Collective. And you know, some of the items that will be featured in the auction will be on display at the Mint Collective. So if you're an interested bidder, you can come and, and actually see the items in person. And then the auction will conclude the week after the, the event is over. Uh, there'll be various components to it. We'll make some announcements on it. Last year, it was just 25 lots. And, and you know that's how we, we sort of deemed it, the, the Mint 25. This year, there was still will be the Mint 25. The 25 assets... The 25 sort of most premier assets will receive, you know, sort of PR and custom content creation and enhanced storytelling. But it actually will be a more approachable auction. Right. So last year was just 25 lots, average value 250 grand and higher, which is amazing. We're able to get great items, but obviously, you know, for a large part of the market, uh, they were priced out. So this year we wanted to be a little bit more inclusive. We wanted to widen, you know, the net of potential participants uh, and, and do it in partnership with eBay. So. I think people will be able to find something uh, for them. I think people can find things at affordable price points and we'll still have that uh, high-end elevated nature of of the auction as well. I look forward to seeing
0: what uh, some of those items will be on display at the event at the end of March. Uh, Also speak a little bit, if you can, to collectibles, activities, and installation. Uh, What are you guys doing at the Mint within the event itself during the course of the four days?
1: Yeah. So again, you know, what, what, what Collectible likes to do right, is really you know, try to get to know people and to try to create you know, really unique social environments. So we're going to be hosting a cocktail event uh, there uh, called Cocktail and Cards. Some people who came to the national you know, probably experienced something similar. We did something at Beckett Industry Summit. Uh, we did it last year as well. So you know, we're going to be doing that again. Uh, we're also hosting a breakout room. So we'll have sort of a full day of content and education in partnership with Card Ladder. So we'll be hosting a breakout room uh, on March 31st. That's a Friday to really just bring different topics, different areas of interest to life in a really meaningful way in partnership with Card Ladder. Really, really excited about that. Obviously, you know, the big role in the auction will be curating the, the, the mid collective auction. I should give a, a little bit of a plug. Uh, we just opened up consignments for the auction we're going to be very curatorial and pretty selective when it comes to the pieces that will be included. But uh, if you are a consigner or someone who wants to, know, to to potentially be a consigner. Uh, We did we did open up submissions the other day, you can you can find the form uh, on the mint collectives website. And the first 10 people, I hope I have this right, the first 10 people who submit an item worth $25,000 or higher will receive a free VIP ticket to the event. So that's, you know, if there's, uh, if the enhanced promotion and the activity around the event wasn't enough to, to to kind of sway you, you will receive a free VIP ticket to the event, If you are one of the first 10 consigners to submit an asset appraised at $25,000 or higher. So pretty, pretty cool opportunity there.
0: Right. Now let's talk about tickets for the end for, to the event for a moment, because some people who may be watching this may be on the fence about coming and need to know how to get tickets. So first of all, what's the main website for the Mint Collective? Is it simply themintcollective.com?
1: I believe so. I believe so.
0: Okay. So go to mintcollective.com or themintcollective.com and the tickets, now I was speaking with uh, Lauren from IMG uh, earlier and she filled me in on, on the, how the tickets work. So there's a four-day ticket, which is $599. That ticket gets you access to, to all, it's a full access ticket basically. You have access to the Thursday night VIP, you have access to the collector's carnival, I believe is a Saturday night. You have access to all the workshops on Friday and of course the marketplace itself on Saturday and Sunday. Then you have a $20 general admission per day that Saturday or Sunday for the marketplace only. And then there's also what they're calling the gold parallel ticket, which is access to the Saturday-Sunday marketplace plus the collector's carnival, which is on the Saturday night. So three different options to attend the Mint Collective in any whichever way, shape or form that you choose. To Anything else you'd have to add to those, Ezra? What would you suggest? Yeah. What do you like?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I mean, you know, I, I obviously was someone who was there for, for the entirety of the event, you know, I found value in the ticket, you know, and I think, you know, just in terms of the business development that collectibles able to achieve last year, you know, the, the, the price is the price, but you you focus more on the value that you're going to receive for that price. And I think, uh, there's a tremendous amount of value uh, in coming to this event. And I think regardless of what ticket you decide to come, I think just sort of being there, being in the room, being around, uh, the the community has a, a lot of value. So we, we, we hope to see as many of you guys there as possible.
0: And I didn't hear from anybody last year who bought the all access ticket that they were disappointed. I think everybody felt that they got some good value from it. So hopefully that'll be the, the same sentiment this year. I'm sure it will be. Ezra, anything about the hobby, the state of the hobby right now that you find interesting? Is there anything else about going on, on the collectible platform that you'd like to speak to before we, before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I just said just so on the event, I mean, a few other quick plugs. I mean, there's some you know really, really amazing partners, uh, who stepped up to contribute to this event in a very meaningful way first the ebay you know our, our presenting sponsor you know i think some some of the innovations that ebay has put forth in the hobby over the last a uh, year plus are, are really game-changing i commend them for making the investment into the community and making uh, the investment into the collectible community overall uh we have fanatics coming in a, in a really meaningful way panini is another big sponsor uh you know fanatics i think i mentioned that already so you know, it's a, it's really a great uh, litany of companies who are coming out in full support. I think anytime you get companies of that magnitude all under the same roof, it uh, really speaks to just you know how high caliber an event it is. And you can surely bet that there'll be some surprises uh, when you have companies like that who are all who are all attending. Uh, we're also thrilled that PSA uh, has stepped up and they're going to be doing on-site grading at the event. It's a really a really cool opportunity. You can submit your cards in advance and then pick it up. Uh, at the event. So I think, I think that should probably provide a lot of liquidity to the marketplace, right? Just having, you know, these fresh labs, freshly graded, you know, on-site right at a two-day marketplace where you can, you know, transact easily with some of the top dealers, top vendors in the space, a bunch of auction houses, collectible, fractional, you know, whatever, you know, your your sales channel of choice is, everyone is going to be represented. Uh, so, you know, really, really excited about uh, some, some of those developments. On the collectible side, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on. Obviously, you know, we host a show together, Jeremy uh, every Sunday night uh, for Collectible Live. So you've seen uh, some of the developments there. We released you know a new product called Bids Wanted in Competition, which very simply uh, is essentially you know a, a week long silent auction where we take some really iconic pieces and we bring them to the market, right? And we we allow people to place competitive bids on that piece, and ultimately the seller gets to essentially uh, look at the bids and you know elect if they want to sell it. Through this process and through some other things on the fractional side, we've introduced a lot of new categories to collect as of late, comics, TCG. Uh, we, we have comic art coming. We just announced a big wine partnership with a leading uh, wine asset management. Jeremy just had a tool, was the CEO of the company on recently, what I love about introducing these new categories and having them come on Jeremy's show is Jeremy puts things, you. I shouldn't say Jeremy, you, uh, you put these things in terms that I think most of our community of sports card lovers and collectible uh, lovers can understand. Making parallels between wine and sports cards or comic art and sports cards uh, really helps frame things. I remember I'm thinking back to my school days. If I, if I didn't understand a, a complex math subject, I would just put it in terms of baseball or basketball. And it always brought concepts that I thought were complicated and really you know, in a simplified version. So I learned more about know the wine industry from that uh 45 minute conversation with a tool you know with you and a tool that i have previously you start to really realize that a lot of these industries that people thought were pretty esoteric when you put them in terms you can understand uh they're actually pretty cool and uh and it it makes you want to collect it it makes you want to invest in it uh so highly encourage everyone who's interested in these new categories to check out uh you know uh, the 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 jeremy show on sunday and collectible live and on his channel as well, uh, really, really great educational opportunities there.
0: Yeah, we've been doing Sunday, uh, Sunday at 7 o'clock Eastern is our traditional time. We have been doing them uh, sometimes Tuesdays at 7 o'clock Eastern. Today is Tuesday, although this this episode of the Mint Collective podcast will be dropping on Thursday. But I will mention that in a few hours from now, I will be recording live with uh, Glenn Brunswick, who is from Panel Page Art, and he is your new comic book original art partner if I can call him that so I'm looking forward to having another one of those episodes later today where we're learning about a new collectible at least new to me but I'm going to look at it through the sports cards and memorabilia collectors lens you mentioned fanatics as a partner of the mint collective obviously there's a lot of a lot of interest and a lot of uh, a lot of speculation on how fanatics is going to impact the hobby they've obviously impacted it already they acquired top so they have their baseball uh house in order but basketball and football while they have the rights coming up to both of those leagues and and players associations we haven't yet seen how they're going to roll out sports cards in those in those for those two sports what you, now with the, doesn't have to be that specifically that was just a, for me to set the context Ezra but do you have any thoughts on how the next few years of the hobby are going to look and feel with fanatics being really the the key manufacturer and producer of sports cards
1: yeah, look, Matt, I think if there's one thing that we can all expect, it's change, right? I mean, I think, you know, Fanatics, through my conversations with them and through what I've heard, you know, they're, they've been taking some time to really understand the space and be thoughtful about actions that they take, which I think is something very commendable. You know, one, one of the reasons why we actually started, you know, this very property that we're talking about today was really just recognizing and understanding and acknowledging how much change is taking place in the community. We want to kind of create an event that brought everyone together, right? To educate, to learn, to you know, kind of hopefully, uh, you know, grow uh, and understand, you know, sort of row in the same direction when it comes to the future of the industry. So I love that Fanatics is supporting it. Uh, I'm sure people who will be in attendance will learn a lot more directly from Fanatics. You now, last year we had a lot of announcements. A lot of companies used the in Collective to make pretty key announcements on the future of their businesses, and I would expect you know more announcements, more headlines to come. Uh, from the property this year, so you know what what I could say and what I will say is, yeah, I think I think the industry is uh, is certainly in for change and hopefully growth. And I think anytime you uh, combine you know a hobby and a passion an industry uh, that is as special as it is today, with you know partners and companies who are very much aligned to see it grow. Obviously, you want it to grow thoughtfully and strategically, but you know I think. You know, you have over the last couple of years, a lot of great entrepreneurs, a lot of great companies, a lot of investment uh, and a lot of technology that have come into the space. And so my hope and my expectation is that, you know, things will trend positively. Obviously, it won't be linear and there'll be some bumps in the road like anything. But, you know, my hope, and my expectation is that the next couple of years will be uh, really prosperous and really exciting for the hobby. But I think it takes properties like the Mint Collective to to network, to kind of bridge the divide, to not necessarily think of ourselves always as competition, but to think of us as almost co-competition, right? We all are incentivized to see this hobby grow. We all want it to succeed. We all love it. Uh, and so I think, you know, this could be a very special event like it was last year to get people in the same room and stimulate conversation uh, and hopefully to kind of create some meaningful partnerships. And I'm,
0: I'm sure it will be as we look forward into 2023 in the general sports card memorabilia marketplace. I had a conversation last week with Gary Vee. He came on sports cards live with me and I asked him how he saw 2023 panning out or how it was going to progress. And he said, you know, I could see if you were to tell me that the market was to go down 30%, I'd say, okay. If you told me it was to go up 10, 15%, I'd say, okay. So I think people, you know, even at Gary V's level are sort of just n- taking a step back and saying, you know what, it's going to, it's, it's going to, something's going to happen. It's not going to be linear. We're going to see a sub, we're going to see cycles, but I think people are kind of taking a conservative approach right now, looking out into 2023. And I think that's probably really healthy for the hobby as we move forward because, you know, drastic changes in values, whether up or down always end up causing some chaos. And I think that we're, we're at a place now where we can see a more level uh, future as we as we move forward. Any thoughts of that before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you know yes, I mean, there has been tremendous volatility uh, in some in some sectors of the market over the last couple of years, and you know, I think what it feels like now is we are sort of in this period of of consolidation, if you will. Right, there's been a lot of change, a lot of innovation, a lot of new companies, uh, and things have been moving very quickly and still continue to move very quickly. But I think a period of consolidation. Everyone catches their breath. Things kind of normalize uh, a little bit is very healthy for the market. So I I, I agree with that. Uh, And again, you know, I I fully expect there to be some announcements uh, and and some surprises that are emerging from from the Mint Collective uh, in March and early April. So, you know, we're really, really excited to see what shakes out. All
0: right. Well, Ezra, thanks for joining us on this first episode of the Mint Collective podcast for the 2023 event. I look forward to being there, uh, enjoying the event in its entirety, and of course, seeing you in person again. And with that, everyone, thanks for joining and watching or listening to this episode. And we will see you all again. Episode two will drop a week from today.